17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday, a.k.a. Hump Day, and welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And of course, Cordell, the talk of the town, the talk of the nation, because we know that football is king, is that Lamar came out strategically during... Uh, John Harbaugh's um, press conference during the owners meetings that he is requesting a trade and that he actually requested a trade on March the 2nd earlier this month. So obviously this has caused a complete storm across social media and across all media platforms in this situation. Um, Jeff Zreback, a good friend of ours on this podcast, Mm -hmm and writer for The Athletic um, put out an article that reminded people that Ray Lewis requested a trade as well years ago, but that somehow this feels just a little bit different. When you read Lamar's uh, tweet to me, Cordell, it just feel it doesn't feel like that there's an issue with anything outside of numbers that that is the sole purpose of him asking for a trade. He mentioned, you know, his value and he just didn't feel like his value was met or, um, or understood by the Ravens. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. So um, it just feels like that this is strictly about them not paying him what he wants. That is how I translated it. When you saw his tweets, um, how did you translate it? And, and how do you think that this could potentially go from here? Yeah, I mean, when I saw the tweet, I, I'm like, well, I, I've, I've been saying that this is coming. I, I've been saying for a while. I, I, I don't think, I, I'm, I don't think that playing in Baltimore is at the top of Lamar's want list right now. And he made that clear. Um, I was shocked that he put it out as John Harbaugh is starting his press conference because I'm watching the press conference back we'll give you a little pull the curtain back a little bit on my life i'm dropping the baby off at, at his grandmother's house and i <laughs> jump on the stream for the press conference uh, I, I don't even want to say late i was i was driving and i had it on but when the press conference started it was like the first maybe 10 seconds or so were like clipped off and john harbaugh is answering a question that sounds like a reporter asked him about a Lamar Jackson trade request. And I'm just like, are they talking hypotheticals or what, like what's, what's going on? And then I hear another question about a Lamar tweet. So now I got to go on Twitter (laughs) and I see the tweet and I'm just like, wow, he, he put the, he put the silent part out there because his actions over the last couple of weeks, his actions over the last couple of months, have led me at least to believe that he wants out of Baltimore. You said and, that. And he pretty much said it. And Mark, and he said that he made this request March 2nd. And I felt a little bad for Harbs having to go up there and answer those questions. And he's not prepared. He really was blindsided. Yeah. Uh, and and he's talked nothing but glowingly about Lamar. Like I, I felt a little bad for, for Harbs in that sense. But Harbs went up there prepared to lie. And we all know that the that these guys 
they lie. We know this. But it was put on Front Street during that Harvest press conference because assuming that what Lamar said is true, that he asked for a trade on March 2nd, Harbs is sitting up there. I mean, maybe it's maybe he's not lying that they're putting together an offense right now around Lamar Jackson. They're planning to have Lamar Jackson, all this and that. So while he may have been blindsided by Lamar's tweet going public, he's not blindsided to the fact that Lamar asked for a trade almost Correct. a month. He knew that. Yes. So uh, that, that part is out there. I don't, like you said in his tweet, Lamar kind of highlights what is the re- his reasoning for wanting out. It's because they're not meeting his value. Um, and I think to a degree, he's just probably tired of feeling like he has to plead his case to the organization that has gotten his services over the last five years. And that word value, we got to look at that word value because it doesn't, it, it may not necessarily all be about money. I've been saying that for a while and, and, and I, don't get me wrong. Lamar wants his money. That's the that's the number one thing. He wants the money that he wants. But value could also mean his importance to the franchise. Lamar's impact on the Ravens since he's been drafted to Baltimore is evident. We all can see it. I don't know how much maybe they see it. And and I think the Ravens understand Lamar's value. I think they they appreciate everything Lamar has done, but maybe they don't appreciate it to the point to where Lamar feels like they should appreciate it. I've said it a couple of times. His his asking price from the Ravens may not be the asking price that he has for everybody else, considering he only knows the Ravens to to this point. He only knows what he's been asked to do for the Ravens. And he's been asked to do a lot for the Ravens. Um, So that could go into why his price may be as inflated for them as it is. I get Greg Roman's out. I understand that. But for Lamar, he may not care because he's going off of what he's done and what he's been asked to do the past five years. Um, I'm. It's another reason why I've been so shocked that teams won't at least talk to him to figure out what he's looking for, what the situation is with Baltimore. Is, is Baltimore's price their price. Like it's a lot of questions. I think we still need answers to from Lamar and these teams have the opportunity to go get the answers right from his mouth. And they've been reluctant to do so. And I think that's also a part of the reason why Lamar felt like he had to go public with his trade request to kind of throw a new variable into the equation right now, because stuff is not moving. The, the market's not moving for him. Right. Right. So he had to throw a wrench in the system to get a different outcome. And so I I think that maybe the idea now that he wants out, maybe that gives a couple of teams the the idea that maybe they they should go talk to Lamar because maybe the the Ravens won't match any and every offer that's put on him. Maybe the Ravens are prepared to let him go. And once a player goes public and says that they want out of a team, their, their value instantly drops. So, while I think that the Ravens should and could still get a haul for Lamar, maybe the two first round picks in the grand scheme of things may end up being the most that they could get back for him, considering this is spilling out in the public. He's now saying that he wants out of Baltimore. Jeff is saying that the Ravens are 
uh, open to trading Lamar for the right price, which, I mean, you can say that about any player. Anybody, yeah, that don't mean much um, to me. <laughs> so, no, but it's just the fact that we're hearing things as of late that we weren't hearing from either side in the past now. It's starting to become a little more real that we could be in store for a divorce. And like I said, I think for another team out there, maybe the fact that you know that Baltimore is a little less likely to match any offer on Lamar, maybe that gets you to want to kickstart things and at least go have a conversation with him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do think that this is maybe a tactic to try to get teams to um, now, like, approach them and say, but but then it's weird because he's it's a, he has he's on a non-exclusive tag, right. so teams al already had the opportunity to right. talk to Lamar if they wanted to, right? But um, maybe it's possible that the non-exclusive tag is teams feeling like they're stepping on the Ravens' toes and or doing the work for the Ravens in terms of setting a market value that they don't feel like doing because the Ravens are probably going to match their offer. Whereas though Lamar now is is saying, you know, um, I, I, I requested a trade, which honestly, you know, because remember last week we had the reports of a, a, a young man named Ken going around and, and talking to teams allegedly. Um, Lamar could have done this, I guess, and talked to teams himself because he can represent himself uh, you know to talk to teams so him going public about this is very strategic and, and I'm curious as to how, how that came about but ultimately I, I want to get back to something that you said about value and this this is curious I, I'm curious because obviously Lamar is um, can feel however he wants this is his career this is his life and him setting himself and his family up for generational wealth is something that I'm sure is very important to him but um, if it is true about the Ravens offer being putting that would have put him second highest paid quarterback behind Deshaun Watson, which I think that nobody is going to beat Deshaun Watson because I don't think we're going to see fully guaranteed contracts. Then I'm, I am curious to know what is not being, what is, how are they not valuing you? Um, now I could say you mentioned that maybe it's not just about finances and that's possible, right? Because even though you and I can agree that the Ravens have, made some efforts to bring in some wide receivers. They drafted Marquise Brown. They drafted Devin du DuVernay. They drafted Rashard Bateman. They brought in guys. It still doesn't feel like that they've done enough from a pass-catching perspective. Mm -hmm. So it, it's very possible that they can, that he can feel like, you know, I do a lot of the work for this team because we don't have the best skill players and really haven't had the best skill players since Mark Andrews because uh -huh. let's not do that. Um, you know, since he's been there and that that's a fair argument, but the Ravens could counter that and say, well, yes, you are in a position though that you're taking up $32 million of the cap. So even if we wanted to really go after uh, a DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham Jr. or whatever, we are not and we're not able to do that because of the cap situation. And obviously, they can restructure and they might, and they still may do just that. But at the moment, they can't do any of those things. So I, I am curious to know if that report is true. If it is true, because we do not know if it's true on the terms of the contract. What is it that you feel like you're lacking? And if owners know what the Ravens offered, and they and it's the, it is confirmed to be the second highest I don't know an owner that's going to go more than what the Ravens are going to um, offer him 
That is my conflict. Because if you get traded somewhere and a team still doesn't want to pay you the money that you want to get paid, at that point, is it just because now the ego has gotten to you and you just want and you just want a fresh start because you feel like that this team doesn't value you? My question, though, Cordell, is that if a team is not going to pay you as much or or the same, what the, then what difference is the value? I, I think it's more so we've seen bridges burned in the past because people haven't felt like their their efforts are as appreciated as they feel like it should be and like the thing and and, and we could both i think we could agree that we could come up with certain talking points from each side um that are both valid the ravens definitely have their talking points that they could come to with to lamar with yes. as to their reasons reasons as to why they don't want to meet his monetary acts uh, that he's been asking for to this point. And Lamar will have his reasons as to why he feels like he should get what he should get to this point. To the the point of this offseason, and like you said, him taking up $32 of the cap and not being – that is kind of hindering them from going and getting other guys. You and me know his quick rebuttal will be, well, what happened last offseason – or the offseason before, or the last time that Deshaun, I mean, that uh, D-Hop was being traded from the Texans and, and the Cardinals got him for freaking David Johnson and a loaf of bread. Like, what happened all the other times when you had me for cheap labor and you didn't, you know, get the weapons around me that I needed? They have coasted by with getting the giving him the bare minimum. I'm not disputing the first-round draft picks that they have swung on short. It's an effort. But – Effort and and actually, you know, and the results are are two totally different things. And they have been panned out. Hollywood, they traded. Bateman, we don't even know. He's going into year three. We still don't know who Rashad Bateman is. Devin Duvernay is like, okay, he he can make a couple of plays. What is, I mean, at at best, he's, what, a number three receiver on a team? Like, he's got Mm -hmm. really good hands, but... In the past, the, the, Ra- the Ravens have lost years with Greg Roman not utilizing yes. the players around him. Like, it's a lot that he probably has issues with. And even though Greg Roman is gone, he may still be a little ticked off about the fact that they have wasted years. That 2019 year, and I don't want to dwell on the past, but that 2019 year might go down as, like, one of the all-time failures. For them to go 14-2, and you've got the unanimous MVP, and you get to the playoffs and you lose at home to the Titans. I mean, yeah. come on. And it was so, and everybody likes to bring up Lamar's playoff record instead of actually going back and rewatching some of the games. And I'm not going to sit here and act like Lamar was great in each one of those playoff games because he wasn't. But I remember that there were quite a few touchdown drops in that Titans game, in that playoff game. Yeah. If it was ever a game that showcased how bad the Ravens needed pass catchers, it was that game. It derailed. Their Super Bowl year. They were supposed to at least get to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah. Or at least the AFC Championship game. At least the AFC Championship, I mean, yeah. And weren't even close. Weren't yeah. even close. So I, I think I think it I've said it before, and, and like you getting back to your original question about the money and if uh if another team isn't gonna match the money that the Ravens have offered him to this point, what what is it that he's doing or what is he looking for? I think it just boils down to some of the intangibles. A, he might want to change the scenery and just a change of just, you know, the 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 Ravens way ain't for everybody. The Patriot way, as many Super Bowls that they've won, it's not for everybody. Um, and and maybe he just wants to be 
in a more lax situation, maybe a, a different, a, just a different atmosphere, a change of scenery could be all he needs. And sometimes, you know, we've seen players in different sports that are, that, that they just want out to go get a change of scenery. And if they're going to stay, that team is going to almost have to overcompensate to keep that player there. That mm -hmm. could honestly be the case here for Lamar. Like if he had said money, then okay. But value can be a lot of different things. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. we all are valued in different ways. Um, and for him, I think money is definitely a big part of that, obviously. But I think it also could be maybe he doesn't feel as respected as he feels like he should. I know that um, Robert Griffin III made a comment about um, uh, last week about, you know, it, it, it doesn't feel like it's unsalvageable. And this, I would have to assume that RG3, who talks to Lamar, it appears, often knew about the trade um, request. And he said that after after the fact. So it's very possible that, you know, it is salvageable. Um, but um, both sides, Lamar and the Ravens, have to be careful what they wish for here. And, and by that, I say Lamar has to be careful what he wishes for in terms of new environments, because mm -hmm. all organizations are not run the same. Yep. And so you have to be careful about what it is that you're that, that you're going into just because, you know, you feel like that this, this team slighted you. And the Ravens have to be careful about not being uh, being cheap and putting themselves in, in quarterback purgatory because they're trying to prove some point or they're trying to take a stand on something um, that, you know, potentially could be fixable if it's true that Lamar is not asking for a fully guaranteed contract. So that is just something that we'll have to continue to watch because technically the Ravens don't have to do anything. Um, mm -hmm. But that is that is definitely something we'll watch.